Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I've put together some awesome, and I mean some awesome, predicted best 17s for each team. Over the next few days, I will be revealing them on Instagram and on this podcast and all podcasting platforms. So let's get straight into it. The one I released today is the Brisbane Bronco, or yesterday. It would have been yesterday. Today, when I recorded this, it is tomorrow. It is Tuesday when this is coming out. So the one I released yesterday is the Brisbane Broncos Best 17 going into 2022. I'll go through each player. I'll tell you guys why I picked them as well. So at fullback, I've got Tessie Neu, and I think that he pretty much solidifies that fullback spot. I know there's a lot of, another other few other guys that could really go in there. We've got Asako, Selwyn Cobbo could probably shift into there. Herbie Farnworth as well, I heard, can play a bit of fullback. But I think that Tessie New really locks down that number one jersey. I think his form actually at the end of the season was quite good as well. Uh, even though they didn't make the eight, I think that he played really, really well. Now, on the wings, I have Corey Oates and obviously the one and only, the prodigy, should I call him, Selwyn Cobbo. Now, Selwyn Cobbo, if you've watched him in the Jersey flag, if you've watched him in, you know, the Queensland Cup, the Q Cup, he was unreal. Unreal. Next level, that grand final, even though they lost, it was not on his efforts. He played so well. They should have probably won, to be honest. Uh, He was just electric that whole game. Corey Oates, an old head that they should definitely bring back into the side. He has never done anything wrong for them in the past. I don't know what Kevy was really doing, putting him at 11 and 12 in those second row jerseys. I think he's an out-and-out winger and a really good, prolific try scorer on his day. So I reckon he'll come back into the side on the other wing. In the centers, I've got Herbie Farnworth and Katoni Staggs. Now... Katoni Fag Stags. Katoni Stags. What an absolute legend. People forget, I think, how good Katoni Stags is in that center jersey. Rippin and Taren. I don't think he's a six. I don't think he's a 12 or an 11. I think he's an out and out center. I think he plays so well in that jersey. I honestly can't wait to see how he goes in 2022. I reckon he's going to have a real redemption season. And he shouldn't really even need to redeem himself. He left the. He left with that injury in really good form, and I think he's going to continue that really good form as well. Don't expect him to play really good straight away. After all, he just came back from a horrific, horrific ACL injury, I think it was. So, as I said, don't expect this guy to play really good straight away. I think he'll definitely come back to that form, though, eventually, maybe in the, even in the opening rounds, to be honest. And then Herbie Farnworth, a really underrated center, in my opinion. I think he plays really good football, Especially in this Brisbane Broncos outfit with all the guys he's got around him, you know. Selwyn Cobbo, Cassie New, those just just some of the rookies. He's going to have Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capewell up his sleeve as well. Jesus Christ, Herbie Farnworth, I think he's going to get quite a few tries off the back of some try assists. Or he's going to be setting up players left, right and centre. And his defence as well. A big part of his game that people really forget is his defence. He is such a great defensive centre. 
I think that's probably a really good one to five, to be honest. That back line is deadly. Neu, Oates, Herbie Finworth, Katoni Staggs, and Selwyn Cobbo. Oh my God. What a back line. Then you've got in the halves. And from what Kevy said the other day, he said that the sixth jersey is probably going to go to someone with the best defense. Now, that is not exactly what he said, but that is what he sort of says. I'm sort of paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Uh, sort of. No, he didn't. He didn't actually say that, but he said something similar to that, as I said, paraphrasing. But for the sixth jersey, I think everyone would probably agree with going with Tyson Gamble. I think he's just an out-and-out freak, absolute monster in the defensive end as well, and, and a great attacker, and he really gets in the defense's face. And that's not even in attack and defense. Like, he will mouth off. But even still, he is just such a great talent, and I think he'd suit Adam Reynolds really, really well in that halves pairing. You already know who the halfback is, Adam Reynolds. This guy is a monster. He's definitely second best in the in when you're talking about halves in this competition. Some would even say first best, but as a South supporter, even I'm going to say he's second best, best halfback in the competition. Second best halfback in the competition for sure so much potential and especially coming into a new side fresh start it is going to be great stuff from Adam Reynolds and I honestly can't wait to see how he goes in that Brisbane outfit in the front row we've got Payne Haas and Patrick Carrigan now I know that Patrick Carrigan plays really well at 13 we'll talk about the who's in the 13 jersey in a second and you guys might even disagree with that but I've got Payne Haas and Patrick Carrigan in up front because I just think that Patrick Carrigan would go so well in that eight jersey. You could probably even keep him on for the whole 80 minutes if you wanted to. He's just an absolute freak and a workhorse. And then Payne Haas, another workhorse. VB, hardworking index, workhorse. This guy rips and tears on a daily basis. He is an absolute monster and he's going to be probably one of the best front rowers in our competition. One of the best front rowers in our competition there. I said it. In the back row, we've got Kurt Catewell and Jordan Ricky. These two guys are really going to show us something, I believe, in 2022. This season is their season. Jordan Ricky, a hot boy, as Bloke in a Bar calls him, but he is got quite a bit of talent for a second rower, and he's quite quick and electric for a second rower as well, so I can't wait to see him. And then Kurt Catewell, probably one of the best defensive centers in the game. Honestly, cannot wait to see how Kurt Catewell goes. Now, in the 13 jersey, I know Paddy Carrigan usually plays there. I've got him in the front row, though. Kobe Hetherington, I feel like, is really underrated as well, and I honestly can't wait to see how he goes. I think he's going to be ripping and tearing this season. Kobe Hetherington, he is an absolute monster. He traditionally plays nine. I think he's way too big for a nine. That's why I chuck him in the 13, purely because of the ball skills. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, at hooker. Oh, my God. I nearly forgot about number nine. At hooker, we have Jake Turpin. And Jake Turpin is quite a freak as well. He came into the competition as a half, and he shifted into that nine role. And ever since, he's just been outstanding in that nine role. So, can't wait to see uh, what we get from Jake Turpin as well. For the bench... Now, I've got a lot of people in my DMs telling me that this guy probably won't play first grade this season. I don't think they're wrong. I think he's definitely going to be eased into a, even a starting role, to be honest. But 
I think he'd be an awesome 14. I've got Tamari Martin now. As I said, I've had a bunch of people in the comment section and a bunch of people uh, in my DMs telling me this guy won't play first grade this season, but they forget how good he was. And I know he hasn't played in a while, but I think that Kevy Walters can sort of get him back into that form. I think the boys around him will get him back into that form. And I think Reynolds will kind of be a key factor getting him back into that form as well. Training with a guy like Adam Reynolds is going to be so good for Tamari Martin. I honestly can't wait to see how he goes. And then the other bench forwards, I've got TC Rabadi, who is just a freak. His debut, he scored two tries. For a back rower, that's just David Fafita-like. Like, honestly, absolute monster. I think he's definitely earned himself a bench spot, maybe even a starting spot later in the season. Thomas Flegler, I thought he was quite good. People think he's a bit of a hothead, but that's just what Rangers are. I think that he is an awesome front rower. Can't wait to see how he goes. And then Ryan James to round out the bench. Ryan James, an old head, bring that experience on when there's about 30 to 20 minutes to go. I think that's an awesome little get there for the Broncos. 18th man, Albert Kelly. He could even play the sixth role if they really wanted him to, but I've got him as 18th man here. That is the Brisbane Broncos lineup. Let's get into the Parramatta Eels one. It has come out today. I'm going to get straight into it, guys. It's, it came out at 9 o'clock today. I'm going to get straight into it because that's just what Big Les does. He gets straight into it. We've got Clint Gutherson at fullback. Absolute freak. Made origin the other year. I think he's definitely an origin player. But behind Tedesco, he probably won't get another chance unless he's playing center again. But he's an absolute monster and he sort of proved himself in that origin arena as well. I thought he played quite well. I think he's an absolute freak. Cannot wait to see Clinton Gutherson linking up again with Moses and Dylan Brown, linking up with the new guys in the squad as well. Not many of them, but I cannot wait to see how this side goes. We've got Micah Sevo, who's had a... Look, from when he came into the competition to now, he hasn't been on people's lips that much. But I really hope it is not a redemption season, but a year where he just comes back he reminds us all the freak he is, the out-and-out -out monster that he is, Mike Acevo. I really hope he has a big season. And then Bailey Simonson, I cannot see a dimension or a world where this guy doesn't get a starting spot. I cannot see a situation where this guy isn't their starting winger. He's an absolute monster, try-scoring machine, and probably one of the best pickups for them I think I've seen. In the centers, I've got Will Penasini, who I think is guaranteed himself a starting role after that game against Newcastle. Where he really showed up. Bradman Best, who is arguably one of the best centers in our competition, showed him up and told him who's boss, really. Told him who's boss. Will Penasini, Will Penasini really showed him up. And that's why I think he's sort of earned himself that starting role. And I think the number four spot is a real, real competition between Wonga Blake and Tom Opacek. Gun to head, I'm picking Wonga Blake which is quite unfortunate for Tom Opacek. As soon as he came to Parramatta, he just went to another level. I think they'll sort of be switching and swapping throughout the year as well. I think those ties will be getting their fair share of first grade, even with Will Panasini. Between the three of them, they'll probably swap a bit, you know, mix and match. But gun to head, I think the main sort of starting centers, best 17, would be Will Panasini and Wonga Blake for me. Dylan Brown in the halves with Mitchell Moses. Now, people have bagged deal bags 
for a while. And, and you, just because his name's Dillbags doesn't mean you can bag the poor fella. Dylan Brown is an absolute monster. Defensive, one of the best defensive halves, if not the best defensive half behind Nathan Cleary in this competition. His tackle rate was like 94 point something percent his tackle efficiency was. So, absolute weapon. And if he gets up that attack under Andrew Johns, well, I think Andrew Johns has gone back to Newcastle now. But if he gets that up that attack, if him and Mitchell Moses really click this season, it is going to be a big year for Dylan Brown. And Mitchell Moses as well, if he carries on that form from the back end of the season that he had, especially the form again from that Newcastle Knights game, which I really think was Parramatta's best game this uh, last season, I think Mitchell Moses is going to have a big year too, and he could definitely make that origin squad, whether it's 18th man or something, maybe even off the bench. I reckon Mitchell Moses has definitely got the potential to do that. Look, give me all the shit you want. Mitchell Moses had one of the best games for origin for someone with a broken back. His debut for origin was unreal. Anyway, in the front row for the Parramatta Eels, I've got Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo. Pretty much no-brainers there. These guys absolutely killed it in 2021. You can't really convince me that they didn't. They both killed it. Especially the start of 2021, they were both pretty much the best forwards in the comp at the start of the year, for sure for me. Under Payne Haas, of course, these two were probably the second best front rowers in the comp at the start of, at the start of 2021, for sure. Um... I think they're unreal, and I think they can definitely show the, the potential they've got going in. They've both re-signed with the club, so I reckon they're going to be ripping and tearing for sure. Reid Mahoney in the nine jersey. I think this guy makes Queensland Maroons. Whether it's at nine, whether it's at 14, this guy has to make the Queensland squad. He's an absolute freak, an absolute monster. Uh, he's, his defense goes so under wraps as well. Most people focus on his attack and his kicking game. His defense is probably one of the best for a number nine at the moment. Um, honestly, you can think about those guys like Andrew McCulloch and Cam McInnes who just put the work in defensively. This guy's another one. He's an absolute defensive monster. In the back row for the Parramatta Eels, I've obviously got Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i. I think Sean Lane starts for me. I don't really see anyone else other than maybe Ryan Madison, but I don't think that Ryan Madison has got enough on his plate, really. Um, Oregon Kafusi is another one. I just see Sean Lane and Isaiah Papaletti, who was arguably one of the best back rowers in the comp. It was weird that they put him in the front row for me at the, at the back end of the season. I think he's an out-and-out back rower. Um, but last year at the club, before he goes to the West Tigers, he really wants to show up and play, and I think it's going to be the same for Reed Mahoney as well. Uh, and Sean Lane as well, I think he's an absolute monster. Um, when he On his day, he's a monster. I think there's a few aspects of his game he can fix up, but on his day, he's quite a good second rower. And then at 13, you cannot go past Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown, he honestly rips and motherfucking tears. If we're talking about rippers, rips and tears, we're talking about players that out and out put the effort in. It's this little nugget. Nathan Brown, he just consistently, consistently puts the effort in. He has to be the 13 for me. And then the bench, I'll read all the bench players out and then go through them one by one. Murata Niakore, Oregon Kafusi, Ray Stone, Ryan Madison, Bryce Cartwright, 18th man. Murata Niakore was arguably one of the best centers in the comp when he filled in there. 
He's an awesome back rower. He had an outstanding season for me. A season that really went under wraps, and I think he'll be a great player for the Parramatta Eels come t- this season, pretty much. I think he's going to be outstanding this season, Morata Nikore, and he could even earn himself a starting spot over Sean Lane, probably. Um, Oregon Kafusi as well. It's his last year at the club before he goes off to Cronulla. I think he'll have a big season as well and definitely prove to himself that he was a great buy by Cronulla, which I still think he is either way. Ray Stone, his last year at the club before he goes off to the Dolphins. It's quite scary how many people... I haven't realized how many people are leaving power. Reid Mahoney, Isaiah Papali'i, Oregon Kafusi, and Ray Stone. Ray Stone going off to the Dolphins. I think he's going to have a big year as well. And he had a big year last year as well. He was on top. On tippity top. Big hits for a little fella. Not the biggest 13 you've ever seen. I definitely think he's solidified a starting 17 spot. And then Ryan Madison. I could not tell you why Parramatta don't want this bloke in their squad. He honestly, honestly is such a competitor. At one point, I could even say he was one of the best second rowers in the comp. He was unreal for the Roosters. He was unreal for, I think it was the Tigers. And he was unreal for the Parramatta Eels when he started there. I don't know what's going on. He's had a lot of concussions, though. I don't think it's really for me. He hasn't really got many minutes to sort of prove himself either, which is what I've been confused about. Whether it's them being shit scared that he's going to get another concussion and they think he's a a liability. Sorry, had a bit of a pickup then. Um, Or what, but honestly, I think any club would really be happy to get Ryan Madison in their squad. And if the Parramatta Eels aren't really convinced that they're going to keep him after this season, I see him going off to the Dolphins. I think Wayne Bennett's definitely going to pick this guy up. And if anyone fixes form, the form fixer, the Goat coach Wayne Bennett is the guy. I think that him going off to the Dolphins would be huge. uh, And I think it'd be a great signing for them, even if he is coming off the bench in that side. There you go, guys. Those are my 1 to 17s or 1 to 18s, I should say, for the Brisbane Broncos and the Parramatta Eels. Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend tomorrow. Before I let you guys go, tomorrow we will be doing the North Queensland Cowboys. As I said, thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all a rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh,